everyone. This is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. And um, you might be like, hey, where have you been, Chris? Well, good question. There was the uh, American holidays here, so got kind of busy with that. And um, yeah, I just yeah, I just fell behind. I'm sorry, everybody. What's so interesting is that I was like, okay, Chris, get back on schedule, right? We're behind. And I had no idea what was waiting for me here in episode 12 of season three. I swear to God, I'm sure people who've seen the show before were like, did, did Chris lose his mind? I have to say, this is a pretty wild episode. But just a programming note, I'm thinking I'll do four more episodes the year this year, and then uh, I'll probably take that last week off due to holiday stuff, and then uh, we'll pick up again posting in January. So you can expect an episode today-ish whenever you're hearing this, and then yeah, three more this month. And then yeah, then we'll try to get through season three before um, spring arrives, right? So <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot to say about this episode, uh, so let's just get to it. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars, so he can help you figure out who's a. So, season three, episode twelve. The Lady Killer. Now, again, this is purely coincidental that I had a little break in recording and posting. I would say, I think it's safe to say, that what happens here fundamentally changes the entire show. And in fact, not only changes the entire show, but changes everything we've seen up to this point. This is by far the most impactful episode of the show. Ironic that... uh <laughs> viewers or listeners I should say probably thought I needed time to comprehend and and take it all in because a lot happens here and actually on top of the factual events I am now as a viewer turned around by I'm trying to get ahead of where the twists are and this show has done a good job of now twisting those twists so much that I no longer I'm dizzy I'm dizzy Okay, so let's just let's just get to it, right? I'm just going to tell you the facts, and then I'll try to hash out something. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm so confused. But previously on, we're reminded that Paige is a person, Nate is a person, Maggie is a person, uh, Malcolm is the child that is likely Ezra's and Maggie's. Uh, Toby is pissed off. Uh, we have the Nate Emily smooch. I'm reminded that Caleb is in on everything now. Uh, and then the Paige Emily Alley triangle? Would you call that a triangle? But just, just that whole situation. Uh, we just jump into a scene. We see an ambulance. It looks like someone is dead. The show cleverly had me guessing the entire episode of who it actually was. At first glance, I did think it was Paige. But uh, Hannah is crying. She's beside herself. Spencer and Arya are holding her. Emma is more shocked as a police officer is asking, you know, did you know the deceased? Were they a friend, etc.? Did you know the victim is, is one of the questions. So we roll into the credits. Uh, two days earlier is where we actually start, start. Another news story about the trial coming for Garrett. You know, Mom Hastings is giving uh, some sort of interview to the press. So he kind of then camera zooms over to the three liars, right? Is it just, uh, yeah, it's, it's three liars. Emily's going to come over. Uh, and just, a, this is kind of the general thing going on in Rosewood because of this trial. There's a lot of press. There's a lot of people here in town. So there's a lot of activity. I don't know if that'll be a thing, like someone caught something on camera at some point, but just a lot of people in town. Emily's coming over and basically they're going to confront her about what they think Paige is. They think Paige is A, right? They're going to accuse Paige of being A, helping Mona. Uh, they kind of talk over, oh, what's the reference? I think it's, um. so there's a reference made. I think this is very important to the movie Basic Instinct, which uh, Arya and Hannah have not seen. 
But basically, Spencer mentions that Paige might be doing a basic instinct here, is that, that she drugged herself to make it seem like she was not part of it. And I think that's very, very, very important to what happens next, later in this episode. So that's one of her theories. And basically, Emily's going to come over and they're going to say, hey, Paige is A. Uh, basically, Arya lied about what the meeting was about. Emily arrives. She's already very defensive. Uh, Emily, of course, maintains Paige is innocent. They are all like, Paige is deadly. They show Emily the earring. Not enough. Emily storms out. Got to school, uh, Hannah and Arya. Uh, Arya's feeling bad about lying to Emily to get her to come over for this confrontation. And uh, Hannah comes over. And that kind of, of course, leads to Arya's dilemma with Ezra. She says to Hannah, yeah, I didn't tell him about Maggie and Malcolm, and I don't know if I should, but I don't know what the deal was with Maggie, et cetera, et cetera. And Hannah's like, hey, uh, by the way, Hannah now knows that Ezra has a kid, so Hannah's filled in on all this. And Hannah's advice is kind of anti-Allie, because Hannah says to Ari, listen, Allie always said to us, secrets keep us close, but in Hannah's point of view, they only tear us apart. So her advice to Arya is tell Ezra what she knows. Consequences be damned. Cuts to the hallway, Spencer's at a locker, and Paige is at her locker. We have a very tense stare down, and it's kind of like, you got a problem with me? You got a problem with me? And there's vague threats. I don't really actually know if it's vague threats. And Spencer's like, we're not going to let you hurt Emily. And Paige is like, won't let you come between us, is what Paige says. And it's very clearly a violent undertone, and uh, she storms off, and Spencer looks a little nervous, but uh, she stood up to Paige. We cut right to Emily and Paige. Uh, looks like they're skipping classes. And then Paige says something like, you can trust me with your life. And then Emily tells her, tells Paige about there being more than one A. So she tells Paige that Mona is probably not working alone. Emily also tells Paige that her friends, the other liars, think that she is the new A. Paige is like, ha that's silly. Paige gets a text. Now, again, this is show point of view. This is not Paige point of view. So I have to assume the text and her reaction are legit because, again, there is no performance done for Emily here. Emily does not read this text. So I'm going to in interpret this as as factual as I can. Paige gets a text. 10 p.m. Saturday, Rosewood Cemetery, blah, 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 hurt, dash, A. So here is, I'm going to start crafting my theory as I tell you the facts, actually. I'm going to totally double back on what I just said. This is the Mona plan. Whatever this was, this was Mona's plan for Paige, okay? Keep that in mind. Paige, of course, lies about it, doesn't say anything. She doesn't know anything about A. She knew, so she knew this the whole time. She knew there was A still out there, so she's been lying as well. Uh, Spencer calls Emily, but of course, Emily does not answer. Paige and M have a quick smooch. Uh, cut the school. Hannah, Aria, and Spencer are talking about it. And they're like, hey, we got to call Emily's parents and tell, tell them about Paige being a danger. And just as they say this out loud, verbally, they all get a text from A. Stand down, bitches. Play it my way and Emily stay safe, dash A. And now I'm feeling a little bit better about what happens this episode. So if my theory is correct, and Allison De Laurentiis is, is alive, this would make sense that what happens next tracks. Paige, ooh, I just, I just crafted a theory. Okay. There's still some holes. I maintain Paige is part of, and, uh, part of the other A group that's not Allie's group. Okay. But Paige has been identified by Allison as an agent of the rival A group. They know Allison, Mona, and person to be revealed shortly are aware that Paige is a danger to Emily. They agree with the liars. And so this plan, this whole A plan, is, is a way to get rid of Paige now. I don't know what their plan was, but Nate kind of throws all this in the, in the air. But even at the time, I was like, that's an Allison text. There is no one in part of A that would give a shit. I'm sorry, but no one would give a shit about Emily except for Allison. It has to be Allison leading this uh, charge. And then we see Mona, much like a secret spy, walking right out of the mental health facility she was in. 
dressed as a nurse, I guess. And she just walks right out. She has a badge and she just leaves. Cut to Arya, Spencer, and Hannah. Uh, they're at Hannah's house. They're talking about, they think it was Paige, uh, all this Paige talk. Something interesting said, a monster that Allison created. I like the idea that Allison created all these monsters. And whether she is alive or dead, it is true that the liars are dealing with all of Allison's creations. It's very aptly put. Spencer gets an email from A. Let's settle this. Allison's grave, 10 p.m. Bring Maya's bag. Uh, there's an image of all of, a whole bunch of photos of the gravesite without Emily. So they think that this is Paige trying to show them that, hey, I can have you all take the fall. Emily will get away. And Emily will not be held accountable. So they think it's Paige. I think this is Allison trying to get them all there for whatever plan they're going to do. And then there's one other picture of a body bag. Tell Emily and I'll leave you holding the bag. Uh, three of them hear, hear a noise in uh, Hannah's house. <laughs> I don't know why they freak out, but they do. And I was like, it's Caleb, isn't it? And sure enough, Caleb comes in and he almost gets clobbered in the head with a lamp. We find out Pam Fields has returned to Rosewood for this trial, I guess. Uh, Hannah calls Emily. Next scene. Are you okay? Basically trying to figure out what the hell's going on. We find out Emily and Nate are going to go out of town. I thought it was a lake house, but I guess it's just a different suburb, I guess. So they're going to go to some house and just kind of wait out all the Garrett trial nonsense. Basically, Emily's packing a bag. Uh, Pam walks into her room and says, hey, a whole bunch of reporters are outside. It's just a reporter chaos. Pam's like, are you sure? And Emily's like, yeah, I want to leave with Nate. So that's the plan. Cut to Hannah and Aria. They were kind of on the phone with Emily there. They're outside at the, I'm assuming the same cafe. We cut to uh, Spencer looking at a window of a Halloween party, which I guess will come to, which will matter later this season, I guess. And then we see Toby in the mirror, the reflection, I should say. He turns around, or she turns around. They run to each other, hug this huge circle cam, hug, reunion, kiss. Now I understand why they made a big deal about this moment. It's like, oh, Toby's back. Hooray. A cut to Ezra and Arya. Ezra is writing, I guess, and Arya's just sitting there. I thought it was so, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been part of a couple. But do, would you just sit there while your partner, like, worked? I guess I've done that, if I'm being honest. I, I've been in a relationship where I, where I did that one time. Uh, I don't know. I just thought Arya just, like, sits there <laughs> while he types. I don't know. Anyway, she does get a text from Hannah and says, did you tell him? And she opens up. She's, like, about to, and then uh, she doesn't. She's reading Brave New World. I don't know if there's a clue there. And then uh, knock, knock, knock. And I was like, is that Maggie? Sure enough, Maggie's at the door. And Arya answers, and it's like, oops. Uh, so that, that secret's out. And then um, Ezra Ezra's also surprised. He invites Maggie in, and Maggie's like, I was in the neighborhood. I decided to stop by. And Maggie right away covers for Arya. She doesn't she doesn't blow what Arya did. We have a very awkward Maggie, Arya, Ezra little chat here. And Maggie says, oh, Ezra, you're a freelance writer. Why'd you give up teaching? He goes, it's complicated. Oh, boy. And uh, the door uh, doorbell rings, and he thinks it's this neighbor... Uh, who loses their keys. Uh, he walks away, and Ari's like, I should tell him. Maggie's like, don't tell him. I need some time to work through some things. It's very complicated. Please do this for Malcolm. Amy. And then Ari's like, okay, I guess I'll not say anything. Get to Hannah and Caleb. Uh, we're getting ready for this 10 p.m. gravesite situation. Caleb has a fucking gun. Holy shit. He's got a gun, and she freaks out. I think she has the proper reaction. He's like, it's all good. Uh, he's like, fine, I'll put it in your drawer until Monday. And he's like, put it into this. Yeah, so I guess he thinks he's just going to shoot whoever is there. I don't, or maybe protect himself. I don't know. But he's he's got a gun. A little Chekhov's gun situation happening here. Then we see the Mona agent activated. She's like in a bathroom. This is really, really weird. She's in some sort of bathroom. She gets a call. I'm here. 
and I understand. And then she hangs up. Spencer and Toby smooch. He says, you're sure? She says, yes. And then things get, uh, things get R-rated, folks. Uh, they go all the way. They go all the way. I think that's the implication here. Cut to Nate and Emily. Uh, they're in their whatever their cabin is. It's a little montage here. And then Hannah gets Maya's bag. Toby and Spencer in the afterglow, or actually it's a little more of them uh, between the sheets. So again, I guess they go all the way. And then, of course, no surprise to anybody, Caleb goes, goes back into Hannah's room and grabs that gun. And <laughs> this is so funny to me. Part of the montage is, uh, sorry, overmodulated there. Part of the montage is uh, Maggie and Ezra having this lovely chat while they eat the cake the neighbor dropped off, and it just shows Arya glaring. I know it's because of the secret, but it also looks like she's jealous as, as fuck. But uh, it could maybe it's a little bit of both. So Spencer and Toby post uh, post glow. I was like, wait a minute, he has a backpack. This is a little weird. So I guess he's quote out of town for a job, and he's back quote in town. And uh, they hug goodbye, and he says, I'm exactly where I need to be. And Toby gives a weird look off camera. Now, again, this is for us, the audience, again, unlike, similar to the page situation we saw earlier. This look is legit, and he looks really weird. And I was like, hmm. Okay, so then we jump to Mona in a weird new A room. So it looks a lot like the hotel room we saw, I believe, last season. It has a whole bunch of photos. It looks almost exactly like a recreation of that room. I don't know where it is, but it's it's done up again. It might be the A uh, unit A room, right? The one that they're renting somewhere. Uh, weird clown mask is in there. And then uh, change of plans. And there's a second A in there with Mona. So there, there's two hooded people. And we know there's at least five of these individuals, by the way. Uh, so someone says change of plans to the second A. We don't see their face yet. So we cut right to... So I was like, wow, we're halfway through the episode. And we're already at the grave. So we're at the grave site. It's 10 p.m. Caleb, Hannah, Spencer, and Arya are ready to go. Basically, they're going to nab whoever this person is cut to emily in the uh whatever house they're in this this house they're in it's made on a landline phone and the distorted voice is you have one minute get out okay that's all we hear uh cut back to the gravesite it's 10 40 p.m now nothing is happening at the gravesite cut to uh back to the house emily's walking around she's like trying to find nate she finds nate's bag sure enough i didn't i call this folks 10 episodes ago he never sent that letter he never gave that letter to uh meyer's parents for emily it's in the bag. Hate to say it, but I called it. I did not call what happens next. Uh, Nate comes back with firewood, and he has some paints on his boots, um, which I didn't understand at the time. And he's like, oh, my parents are going to be here shortly. And then uh, Emily goes through some of her photos of her and Maya, and just kind of like cycling through. And she finds a photo of Maya with someone wearing those same boots. And I was like, she, she understood what that meant, but I didn't at the time. I was like, what? Why is this a thing? Because they're cousins, right? Cut to the grave. Uh, the three liars are waiting, and they see Caleb driving away. And he calls and says, "Listen, I don't think I don't think anyone's supposed to come here. I think we were set up. I'm gonna go to I forget who's going where. Belmar and Bayhead. So he's like, I'm gonna go to one spot. You go to the other spot, and we're gonna try and find Emily and or Paige or A, whatever it is. So they're they're splitting the party. Uh, come back to Nate with some tea kettle. Uh, Emily's trying to get cell service. No cell service. They're very secluded. Emily starts to get a little freaked out. She's like, I'm gonna get some fresh air. I want to go alone. Nate's like, all right. So Emily's trying to get signal. And sure enough, Nate pops out of nowhere. And she says, you scared me. He says, no, I didn't mean to, but I will. So I'm going to take a moment here, folks. I have not read the books. Intentionally so. Because obviously I've taken the show journey here. And I don't don't want to be spoiled by book twists. This gets really intense. We switch to, uh, I don't even know what to say here. But it's a Maya video. Nate is showing Emily this video. He's thumping a knife on a desk in front of him and it's maya saying which we already knew hey emily i'm staying at noel khan's cabin trying to figure stuff out blah 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 stalker from true north 
And it was at this moment, which I'm sure much of you watching this for the first time had the same realization. I don't know who I thought it was at the time. I guess I thought it might have been Noel. I don't know who I thought it was. But I was like, oh, was it Nate? Sure enough, a short time later, she's like, why do you have this video? And Nate says, I loved Maya. You know, it was pure luck that I met you at the cafe and all that stuff. So all this was a lie. And then he threatens her with a knife to her throat. You took her from me, so I'm going to take something from you. Nate goes full evil here. It is, this is wild, wild stuff. He opens a closet and Paige is hostage. She has like duct tape on her hands and wrists and mouth. Now, I realize I have a Paige bias. I don't believe anything out of her mouth. We were just told at the start of this episode this exact thing. Make Paige look like a victim or not a, and you'll never think of her as a suspect again. So I'm calling this now. Granted, this theory is a little half-baked because I don't know how Paige would maneuver this with Nate. I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just don't trust her, folks. And I know that might be really mean of me. I just think this is all manipulation. I, I just don't trust Paige. We don't know how Nate got a hold of Paige. We don't know how any of this happened. I, it just seems really strange to me. It just seems strange to me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. I just don't buy the situation we're seeing with Nate, Paige, and Emily here. But it all goes away anyway, because uh, we cut to the cruise on the road. Uh, liars are headed to location A. Caleb is headed to location B. And I'll admit, the show got me on this one. Sure enough, uh, three liars show up at a cabin. And I already put my notes, oh man, is Caleb going to shoot uh, Nate? Yeah, so Nate's going to kill Paige. He reveals his name's not Nate St. Germain, but in fact, Lyndon James. Lyndon James. And Jenna saw me with Maya. So he's like, I guess uh, I guess my, the, my plan is up. Liars approach, and sure enough, I bought it. I was like, oh, they're going to burst in, and it's going to be three versus one. Sure enough, uh, Emily leaves because he, he hears a noise. Nate hears a noise. He gets up. Emily runs out. And, of course, the liars aren't the one at this cabin. So you can you can take the implication from there. Uh, Emily's running. Nate chases her. She goes into some sort of lighthouse. She's trying to call 911. She gets a little bit of a signal. She does call 911. Sure enough, Nate gets there. Huge Nate and Emily fight. He's trying to kill her? Like, what the fuck is going on? Emily ends up stabbing Nate to death uh caleb runs up the stairs finds her hugs her he puts down his gun right so nate's dead uh, they're hugging we cut to a shot outside the lighthouse a gun goes off so here's here's what so nate is down and dead so it can't be nate caleb and emily are hugging a gun shot goes off and uh, caleb is shot badly so there's only one of two people, Emily or Paige. So Nate's dead. Uh, I just put what the fuck just happened. Uh, and Paige is talking to the police uh, about uh, basically the text that she got. And who the fuck? We don't, they don't, no discussion about who the fuck shot Caleb. Got to the hospital. Uh, Pam Fields uh, gets a call. She walks away. And then all the three liars. So this is pa uh, Spencer, Hannah, and Arya get a phone call. Emily, I owe you one. But uh, Sorry, it's actually all four of them. Sorry, all four of them. Emily, I owe you one. Okay, whatever that means. And then we see uh, Ma Hastings and Garrett get arrive at the hospital. I guess Garrett's going to check in with his mom. Garrett is free. How or why? I don't know, but uh, something happened. I kind of missed it in all the absolute insanity of this episode. But apparently Garrett, uh, his case has been dismissed or free. I, I don't know. but So somehow Nate's stuff got Garrett off. And we're, we're to imply from that phone call that because of what happened tonight, a thanks the liars for getting Garrett free. And then this is not even the post credit scene. Mona's talking to one of her A's, turns around, 
Motherfucking Toby. I put no. One, two, three, four, five, six. I put like 20 no's. There's actually no. Toby has a hoodie on. He turns around and runs away. And then we see a creepy dollhouse. I think this is the A layer, the new A layer. And then we're, when we're hinted at a Halloween party, I guess this is going to be the Halloween episode, some sort of ghost train theme. <sighs> I don't even know what to say, folks. I don't even know what to say. So when I said this fundamentally changes the, uh, the show, number one, Mona is able to freely go to and from this, uh, this mental health facility as, uh, I forget who was saying it, but she has been faking it. So Mona is not, Mona's able to come and go as she pleases. Toby is part of the Mona A Network. So there's that, which is a little disappointing, I have to be honest. And again, I know there might be book readers who uh, listen to this and maybe book readers who watched the show. You know, we spend so much time like Toby's the creepy boy. Oh, he's really, you know, got a good heart and he loves Spencer. And then we, he switches over to the A Network. Even in my most generous reading of the situation, which I got to be honest, I'm being pretty generous in everything that might be going on. There is still every single person who is aware of the A Network. And I'm just going to run down my list. <laughs> it's almost everyone in the supporting cast. Paige, Toby, Lucas, Mona now. Well, I mean, Mona is exposed as an A, but Mona, Ian, Melissa, any anyone in our liars' lives, which is almost everybody now at this point. We've uh, Ezra's the only one I think left who might not know. Although I think he does, technically, thanks to uh, Arya. The fact that they would have kept this entire thing to themselves instantly ruins them, in my opinion, of any sort of trust. It's really kind of disappointing. I got to be honest. Now, I'm not a big Toby fanboy here, but his entire arc changes completely. Now, granted, he may have his own reasons. It might have to do with Jenna, etc., because we know Allison is against Jenna, so there might be a reason why he's doing all this. And we don't know the original plan. Mona mentions a, a, a plan about a call with Paige, and like, sounds like they're going to try to set her up for something. Still, fundamentally, throws everything I had out the window, because I don't know who is playing who, who is on what side, what's real, what's not. It's all a big, it's all a big mess. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I, uh, I sat in my... And, and then... The biggest question, I think, is who shot Caleb? I mean, on one hand, maybe it's Paige if she's part of the A network, which is fucking unreal, which means Emily would know. But what if it was Emily? That changes, again, fundamentally, the show. Uh, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm sure that'll come to light as uh, the season progresses. And Caleb knows who shot him, I'm assuming. And when he comes out of his uh, coma or whatever the hell happened to him. One last thing before I wrap up. Because I, I am truly, truly lost. I tried to set up when, you know, those, I was talking about those virtual cork boards. And I just started with the liars. I was just doing the liars and Allison. I was doing like a little, you know, thought bubble and, and lines. And already <laughs> I was like, this is not going to cut it. I need something much larger, some other type of document. So I need to rethink of how I need to organize the information. Because the, uh, the web is thick at this point. The web is thick. Anyway, I've been Chris. Uh, not really going to do Twitter too much anymore. So you can find me on Instagram, though, at Magoogs. Maybe I'll try some of those new social medias. What, what do people think about Hive or Mastodon or something else? I don't know. Maybe I'll do a Hive uh, dedicated to this stuff. Yeah, Instagram at Magoogs. Occasionally twitching at Mac to the gal. I do do Mondays. I'm going to try to do occasionally other days. Feel free to pop by and say hi. Uh, I do have another podcast project coming out next year, and I will plug that as we uh finalize some dates but um 
yeah, that might be really fun to check out if you enjoy even a few seconds of my ramblings. Uh, me and two other friends will be doing other types of ramblings. It won't be PLL related, but it will be fun. Uh, I think that's all for now. I think I've said way too much. Thank you.